time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to Diet Strategies for Energy and Creativity, a look at digestion. You know, the food that we eat has a significant influence on our minds and hearts. And you could even say that the nature of our mind and feelings really depend on the food that we have eaten either yesterday or even a month ago, if you could imagine that. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss the relationship between food, mood, and digestion, and specifically how does food affect our mood and the connection between food, mood, and the brain, and some food recommendations to help improve your own digestion. So how does food affect our moods? We know that the state of our mind, emotions, intellect, and senses, and our overall state of contentment can actually be influenced by what we eat because that in turn affects our digestion, our ability to absorb and utilize the nutrients that we take in and eliminate that which we don't need. In the world of Ayurveda, and even in Chinese medicine, digestive system is key because our digestive enzymes and the metabolic processes that we have going on are all considered to be established or they're all considered to establish our health, both emotionally and mentally, as well as physically, of course. In Ayurveda, particularly, when we talk about digestion, and we're going to be talking about this, this is coming from our new Food to Focus webinar series that I'm doing right now and is underway. So we're going to be talking about Agni, because digestive system is likened to a fire, and that term in Sanskrit is called Agni. And that Agni is not just on a physical level, but it can go into the subtle level and even the causal level of life. But we'll just stick to digestive system here. But I'm really referring to Agni. Because it's stated that how well we digest the food really depends on the strength of our digestive fire, or as I just mentioned the word Agni, our fire, that digestive fire. And because the strength of our digestive fire also influences our digestive processes, What's affected is our metabolism. So our tissues and cells in the body either get nourished or not nourished. It all depends on this Agni. And any problem, problems that we see weakening in the digestion or uh, anything that we eat, then what happens is it affects our total physiology. And that's that's not really a new fact. That's from an old Ayurvedic, as well as Chinese medicine. The emphasis is put on the digestive system and that Agni, that fire, is of such importance. We can say that the entire health and happiness of each one of us, each individual, depends on the strength and functioning of this digestive fire or Agni. In fact, one of the major goals to be health and happy, and as I said, it's not new, is to balance our digestion. And even Western science has found the link between the gut and the brain and how that affects all our systems, whether it be anxiety, depression, happiness, harmony, clarity of mind, and even focus. So both food and our moods have an effect on our digestion as well 
as the strength of our digestion affects our moods. You see, it's never one or the other. They both go hand in hand. So let's move on to what is the connection between food, mood, and the brain? Well, we know the brain is one of our three accessible hubs for those of you out there that took the resilience training. We have the heart, head, and heart. Today we're going to talk about the head. And because the brain is one of these three accessible hubs that we can actually work with, we work with the brain through the food, but also through meditation, learning how to focus the mind, we're able to bring consciousness and physiology together. And so we're going to focus on the head uh, in this episode that we're doing, and we're going to talk about really governing our intellect. We're really talking about focus and mood. When our food goes through a balanced process of digestion and transformation, we can nourish, as I mentioned, our whole physiology, creating balance in the mind, brain and intellect, the heart and emotions, and actually the regenerative functions of the body itself, working with the lower, lower energy centers in the hara and below. And we experience clear thinking, focused awareness, and stable emotions. So if an imbalance occurs, then we experience unhappiness and other emotions due to improper nourishment. I know I have people that call me, I have clients that I work with, and they're just astonished to see just working with the digestive system, just some little changes that you really don't find necessarily on the internet or on a YouTube video, or you just, it comes from real practice and real knowledge base, just making those changes. Actually, it's astonishing results, how people can really turn around and start feeling better about themselves. They start feeling really good, actually. What foods do I recommend? People ask me to improve digestion, uh, and I like to say happiness and well-being because it all goes together. We want foods that enliven our state of being, bring physiology, uh, to that source of really, I call it radiance, bliss, bringing ourselves into that light of pure consciousness. When we open every cell of the physiology and every molecule of the physiology to the proper nourishment, all our pathways are open and all of those hubs are really in balance. And consciousness then enters every cell. We don't have breaking down of cellular intelligence. So here are some ways to enjoy the actual bliss, the actual opportunity to work with your consciousness from the food that you eat. The first one I'd like to say is to practice eating in tune with your metabolic clock. You've heard me say that before. Much better off eating earlier in the day, you know, keeping when the sun is at its highest, that's when your fire, your agni is burning at the highest if you're healthy. But you want to keep your meals, and I'm going to emphasize this, keep your meals around the same time each day, despite what you hear about shocking your body, skip meals, don't do this. Sure, that's okay if you have everything already established, you could miss a meal, but I wouldn't miss your midday meal. Or if you're going to go on a fast, you should really do it with some skill and precision and know what you're doing. And the people that you're contacting that are putting you on that or you're reading, please make sure that they know what they're doing. Because what happens is you start really messing up the physiology and the communication and cellular intelligent, uh, intelligence. And I'm bringing that up because I get those uh, questions that come in and I'm glad they're coming in because it gives me something to really bring light on, the light of intelligence on of really what are we doing. So practice eating in tune with your metabolic clock and that's usually eating the main 
main food midday between 10 and 2. Try keeping your meals very, very light in the evening. And if you're going to skip a meal, my the best meal I think to skip is the uh, last meal of the day where you experience the overnight fast. And again, if you have problems with your physiology and you have any medical condition, I would not do that. Speak to your healthcare practitioner. The second uh, technique or the second item that you might want to think about to enhance your digestion, eat foods of high quality. I'd like to say, I never used to say this, preferably organically grown, even though maybe 30% of the 100% of organically grown is really not organically grown, it's contaminated, and it may even be more. At least we're starting in the right direction. And you know what? If issues of money are an issue, which it is for many of us, especially now with the economy, start using your own garden. You can just get some pots and grow some vegetables, some herbs at least, with really good organic soil. I would get your soil from a, a real reputable place. I have never found in the big markets, I haven't found at any of the big places where they're selling soil that it was of the quality that was needed and I did my own experiments on that. So go to somebody who's local, go to people who are really known for what they're doing with organic soils and that will give you the quality of food that you need try organic if possible. We want to be free of pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides. Remember, they're designed to kill, and they kill the the nutrients that are in the plant itself. That's why those plants don't live more than a few generations before they die. And we don't want genetically modified ingredients, and that, again, is very difficult. Don't want people to go crazy over it, but please be aware of all of that. And eat foods that are prepared by a person who enjoys purity of mind and who has some state of love and compassion. Because you've heard in some other podcasts, if, you're, if someone's angry when they're preparing your food or they've had a bad day or they're stressed, the energy of that person's mind, the mind is, is, is a mind field. It's not just in the person. And that will be transferred to the food and you will feel the difference. We always know when we go to have a meal that's prepared with love, how great it feels. And also, eat with a settled mind. Take a few moments of silence. Bless your food that you're eating. After all, we're privileged if we have food. And take time to dissolve those burdens of stress or something that may have happened uh, during the day. You may even want to do a moment of uh, meditation practice or breathing practice just to center yourself before eating. And include, I always say, at least one freshly prepared meal per day that's balanced with all six tastes, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, astringent, and even pungent. When we balance a meal, remember, we want to feel complacent. We want to feel satisfied by our food, not looking for something else after we eat because you need to have a balanced meal, adequate protein, or shall I say amino acids, fresh fruits, and vegetables. So let me just go over that list again. Practice eating in tune with your metabolic clock earlier in the day rather than later in the day. If you're going to skip a meal, skip a meal at the end of the day. Eat foods of high quality, preferably organically grown because we want to be free of pesticides, herbicides, genetically modified ingredients if we can. 
eat food that's prepared by a person who enjoys the food or is stress-free, if that exists. Remember that that's why it's scary when you go to a restaurant, make sure that the people in the back are pretty happy and enjoying what they're doing. Eat with a settled mind. You always want settledness because your food is really the essence of really love and compassion of what really goes into food. And that really needs to be taken seriously. And include at least one freshly prepared meal per day. And I always say one. Now, of course, it would be great to say two or three. I think we only need two as adults. But the whole concept behind that is we always eat on the run and we might eat something that's already packaged. So I always tell students and clients, please just make one a day and just heat it prepare it so that it has the aroma of what you need. And I don't mean pressing a button on a microwave and preparing it. I mean really prepare a meal and put the whole mind into that. And as always, do your research. See what works for you. Create a journal. Start journaling what uh, feels right, what doesn't. If you're not balanced and stable with anxiety or experiencing depression or lack of energy or fatigue or just feeling lost, you have to go back to the digestive system and see because how well you digest your food is an indication of how well you digest your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and even in some relationships. If you're hanging around or associating with people that are very, very negative, that is really tough to digest. It can actually bring your own sphere down uh, very easily if it's on an ongoing basis because it's a lot of sludge to just keep digesting that kind of material, whether it's in the form of food or whether it's in the form of thought because thought, actions, deeds, or our relationships and how we feel about things, what we take in is also food. It's food for the mind. So keep in mind to do your research and you'll see what works for you. Also keep in mind, if you like this podcast, please share it on the YouTube channel. We only need a few more names to sign up for subscription on YouTube and I would really appreciate it. If you're enjoying listening, please create a YouTube station or subscription for yourself. Go to the YouTube channel, which is Susan Taylor PhD YouTube. Just Google that and you'll go right to the channel and please subscribe. You're not going to get extra emails or anything. It'll just help so we can get our individual URL. And that brings me to the end of this episode. Keep in mind the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and is available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And you can also visit susantaylor.org for more information or to contact me with any questions, comments, or feedback. As you know, I email you right back and then we can incorporate it into this. Thanks again for listening and until next time, remain calm.